You are Locked On Titans, your daily Tennessee Titans podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the Locked On Titans podcast. I am your host, Tyler Rowland. Titans fans, it is a Friday edition of the Locked On Titans podcast, and I am excited to dive into today's show. We are going to continue the Locked On Titans NFL draft preview with one of the biggest needs the Titans have in the draft, and that is the wide receiver position. And I have a chock full episode for you guys with over 30 wide receivers to break down and discuss. Going to split them up into tiers to give you an idea of when the Titans would get some value out of each of these names. Explain what kind of player they are and where they would fit within the Titans offense. I did a ton of work to get you guys as ready as possible to scout out this 2021 wide receiver draft class. So we're going to dive into it now on a Friday edition of the Locked On Titans podcast. Let's get it. All right, folks, we are going to dive into this deep wide receiver class for the 2021 draft. Before we do, want to remind you, this is the Locked on Titans NFL Draft Preview. I've already gone through the quarterback, running back, and tight end positions. Going to dive into wide receiver here. That means we have offensive line and the entire defense coming. Make sure that you never miss a Monday through Friday episode of the Locked on Titans podcast by following the show on whatever platform you listen to podcasts, whether that be Apple Podcast, Spotify, Spotify, Stitcher, the Odyssey app, Google Podcast. It doesn't matter where you get your shows. You will find the Locked on Titans there bringing you that Monday through Friday daily Tennessee Titans content. But let's dive into this wide receiver group. And I broke it down into tiers. In tier number one, you have the top three receivers in the draft. You have Jamar Chase from LSU and then the two Bama guys, Devontae Smith and Jalen Waddle. Now let's talk about Jamar Chase, who's my number one wide receiver, six foot one. He's strong out on the field. He plays with great physicality. He's a nuanced guy. He understands how to set up routes. He understands what defenses are trying to do. He has good hands as well. Now, the only issues you're going to find with Jamar Chase, uh, he's not great with his releases right now in terms of his his footwork. He can get through press coverage, but usually with that strength that I mentioned, that play strength, he doesn't really win against press man at the line of scrimmage with footwork. That's something he'll have to develop. And he doesn't have elite size. He's not Julio Jones, six foot four, AJ Green, six foot three. He's not that size of wide receiver at six foot one. Uh, But with all of the other technically sound skills that he has, it's hard to deny him being the number one wide receiver. He's been incredibly productive in his career, even though he opted out in 2020. But he did play with Joe Burrow and have a great cast with LSU for that one dominant year. So maybe there are questions there, but I love Jamar Chase. He's probably going to go top 10, maybe even top five. Then you have Devontae Smith from Alabama. He's six foot, 170 pounds, and we'll talk about that more in a second. But where I talked about Jamar Chase not being great with his footwork on releases and being more physical to get through press coverage, Devontae Smith is the opposite of that. Anything you want to think about technicalities and fundamentals with the position, he dominates that. Incredible route runner, 
Great setting up his routes. Incredible releases. Incredible hands. He's going to go up and snag the ball, not let the ball get on his body. Fantastic there. Now, he is 170 pounds. That's incredibly small. He doesn't have a ton of durability concerns, but projecting at the NFL level, you got to wonder. And he doesn't have incredible straight line speed. He has great play speed. He is one of the faster guys out on the field, but he doesn't have track burner straight line speed. Like the next guy who he played with at Alabama, Jalen Waddle, who's five foot nine. His speed, his burst, it's Tyreek Hill-esque. You can use him on all the gadget plays. He could also be an outside deep threat in your offense as a typical wide receiver as well. Now, when you have guys with that athleticism and that burst, of course, there's usually some technical refinement that they need. He doesn't run the best routes. He doesn't have a complete route tree. He shows the ability to improve in those areas, though. He's not going to dominate at the catch point because of his size. He's not going to go up and get the ball and win a bunch of contested catches all the time. And he does have an injury history that we have to worry about. He missed most of the 2020 season with a lower body injury. So that's something to think about with a guy that size. But the next tier of wide receivers, the second tier is really where I could see the Tennessee Titans making a pick and quite frankly I would only be comfortable I would only be feeling good about the Titans wide receiver position if they got a a receiver in this next tier if they go any lower than that uh, in tier three I could feel all right I could feel comfortable any lower than that I wouldn't feel that great about the receiver group but of course the Titans have Josh Reynolds newly signed to go with AJ Brown right now outside of that though we're talking about Cam Batson we're talking about Marcus Johnson we're talking about Nick West Westbrook, Akina. There's not a lot to feel comfortable about outside of the top two, and some even have their questions about Josh Reynolds as a full-time starter. So the next tier is really where I think the Titans need to try to get someone, and it'll most likely come in the late first or the second round if the Titans can trade back, if the Titans sit at 22, or if they try to go with pick 53 in the second round. I think they could even move up from 53 to 40, 38. That would make a lot of sense for one of these guys as well. But the number one receiver in tier two is Rashad Bateman. Rashad Bateman is six foot. He's fallen in height at every stage in high school and college. We saw 6'3", 6'2", but he's six foot. That had some people concerned, but not me. He's an incredibly great route runner, very nuanced with his route running, understands how to set people up, how to fake defenders out. He's great on in-breaking routes, which obviously fits with the Titan scheme, all those over-the-middle digs and in-routes. He's going to be great on those. He's got great yards after the catch effort. Not incredible wiggle on yards after the catch, but great effort, and that's going to help him get a lot of production after the catch. He's got great releases, very technically sound with his releases at the line of scrimmage, physical and refined, and he was incredibly productive in his time at Minnesota. He doesn't have elite athleticism. He doesn't have elite size. Uh, He's not going to be a guy who dominates the catch point, jumps over top of people all the time. He left the team midseason in 2020 to focus on the draft. Is that a character concern? Will that affect the Titans? Uh, Like I said, he's good yards after the catch, but he's not juking a bunch of people out. It's more effort-based. I think that he compares favorably to, like uh, some people have said, an Allen Robinson, maybe a Keenan Allen, and the Titans would most likely likely have to pick him at pick 22 to get their hands on Bateman. He may not even be there at pick 22 for the Titans. Next, you have Elijah Moore, and this has been a hot name on Titans Twitter recently. He's five foot nine, so a smaller guy, but incredible route runner, great explosion, and he's not your typical slot guy who can just go uh, horizontally. He's not just going to be 
running out routes, in routes, slants. He can run vertical routes from the slot position. He's very explosive on those vertical routes, and that's very important. He's tough. Even though he's small, he's going to be tough over the middle. He's not going to alligator arm things. He's got great hands as well for a size, which is important, and he is a yards after the catch threat. So he fits basically everything the Titans need from a slot wide receiver and adds that vertical threat too that the Titans didn't have with an Adam Humphreys. Now, he is small at his size, five foot nine. Will there be durability concerns? He can't really give you a permanent outside threat, so the Titans will always need a bigger bodied guy to go with him. And he struggles against press at times, doesn't have a lot of reps against press because in college in the slot, there's not a lot of press coverage. So can he deal with press man at that size? at the NFL level. We will see. Elijah Moore's name has been buzzing, but I do think the Titans would be smart when they if they took Elijah Moore, they would need to trade back from 22 into the late first or early second, or possibly trade up from 53 into the 40s. I don't think they should take him with pick 22. Next, another Moore guy, and it's Rondale Moore from Purdue. Similar guy to uh, Elijah Moore. Very explosive. He's more of a gadget player, though, than Elijah Moore is. Rondale Moore, he's going to be used on sweeps and, and and jet sweeps and different screens and things like that. He's a tough guy as well. He plays very tough out on the field. His size doesn't prohibit him from playing with physicality, but he's missed 11 of the last 18 games in college. He's had a ton of injuries. He's not a great route runner, deeper intermediate. It's more of an underneath guy. Doesn't have that vertical element that Elijah Moore has displayed in college, and maybe he has that element, but just been limited in terms of the games he could play. Moore at five foot seven and having the injury history, I don't see him as a fit for the Titans. I wouldn't take a chance on Rondale Moore unless it was the very late second. The Titans trade down from 53 even. Next though is a guy who fits all that mold, but I would take a chance a little earlier, and that's Kadarius Toney from Florida. 5'11", so he's got similar skills to the Moors, but he's a bigger bodied guy. Elite athleticism, elite start-stop ability, agility, change of direction. He is just special. Yards after the catch, getting the ball in his hand, but He doesn't have a lot of polish to his game. He's not a very advanced route runner. He's got some off-field concerns from his time at Florida, and he's been mostly used as a gadget player. Hasn't really proven that he can be an every-down wide receiver. So there are concerns there, but like I said, he is incredibly special after the ball. Again, Tyreek Hill level ability after the catch. So... Kadarius Tony could make sense, but the off-field concerns, is that something, durability concerns, is that something the Titans would stay away from? Next, you have LSU's Terrence Marshall. He's six foot two, so this is the biggest guy in tier two. Inside, outside threat, played some slot in college as, as well as having the body to play on the outside. Incredible catch radius at that size, can open up and, and have a big target for a quarterback, and that fits like the Josh Reynolds type that the Titans have already shown that they're interested in. He does have great straight line speed for a guy his size, so that size speed combination really tantalizing. Uh, he's not a great route runner right now. He's still very young, so not a lot of nuance, setting guys up, fainting routes, things like that. He doesn't give you a lot yards after the catch. He's strong, so he'll get through some tackles from some smaller cornerbacks, but not a lot of wiggle or or break tackle ability. And he did opt out 
during the season before the Alabama game. That leaves some questions as well. The last guy that we're going to talk about here in this opening segment is a guy that I'm very interested in. And, and all of these other guys will probably go before pick 53, but this player could be there at 53, and I think it would be very tantalizing for the Titans. And that's Daimi Brown from North Carolina. He's six foot tall, so he's not one of the tall guys, but he's also not one of the small guys. He has great speed to go deep. He's a great downfield wide receiver, good ball tracking, all of that. So he's a deep threat. He's going to be playing on the outside, getting down the field, taking the top off the defense. He was incredibly productive during his time at North Carolina, and John Robinson loves guys who are productive in college, and he's shown he can be a productive blocker, which is also very important. So when the Titans are watching this guy on film, he's checking a lot of boxes for what they need. Now, he's mostly a deep threat. He hasn't really developed his route running intermediate underneath. He'll need to improve there. He doesn't have great size as I mentioned. He's only six foot and you would hope that a guy that short without that six foot two size, six foot three size would be a little bit more athletic. He's got good straight line speed, but his verticality, uh, his play strength, things like that could improve, and it's something that may get him drafted later. But to me, he's in Tier 2. He's the last name in Tier 2, and I would feel very good if the Titans were able to put A.J. Brown in the slot a little bit more and use Daimi Brown and Josh Reynolds on the outside. I think that could be very effective for them in diversifying the offense and kind of evolving the Titans offense to the next step. But that's going to do it for the first group of wide receivers. Like I said, it is a chalked full. Locked on Titans today, going over the wide receiver position. Over 30 names we are discussing on today's show. That is the first two tiers. Before we dive into the next tier of wide receivers, I want to remind you guys about BetOnline.ag, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. You got the NBA, you got the NHL, you got MLB in full swing. BetOnline also has award shows, TV shows, and reality TV. Go to their website, BetOnline.ag today, or use your mobile device. Sign up for free and use promo code locked on that's one word locked on and you'll receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit bet online your online sportsbook experts titans fans let's continue with this Locked on Titans NFL Draft Preview Series talking about the wide receivers. Just went through tier number one and tier number two where if the Titans got one of those wide receivers, I would feel very, very good about the position going into the season. But we're going to talk next about tier three and tier four. And I think if the Titans ended up with any of these wide receivers, I wouldn't feel good, but I would feel comfortable that they had a solid core group. Now, before we do, Got to remind you guys about the Locked On Today podcast hosted by the great Peter Bukowski. Of course, you get all of the biggest sports stories in under 20 minutes every morning, Monday through Friday. It's like having the sports section read to you. Make sure that you follow the Locked On Today podcast on whatever platform you do stream your podcast. But tier number three, the first name that I want to discuss here is Amari Rogers from Clemson. So Amari's going to be 
a slot option for the Titans at five foot nine. He's a very strong player. He plays very physically. Uh, he's not scared to go over the middle. He's not scared to take press coverage. He's not scared to get in there and block. He's got yards after catchability like a running back. Very strong, solid, lower body, can break through tackles. So running back like yards after the catchability, that fits with what the Titans want. Uh, he can go vertically. That's something that's very important from the slot position nowadays. You can't just be horizontal routes, ins and outs and slants and unders and drags. You have to be able to take that position vertically as well and threaten downfield. Uh, the, the problems that we're going to run into, he's not a precise route runner. Like I said, he wins with his physicality and his strength over the middle, not really creating a ton of separation with his route running. That'll need to improve. And he's probably going to be a slot only player and that limits his uh, viability and it limits his versatility to be able to use in the offense. Uh, he could be used on gadget plays and things of that nature. He, he took some screens in his time at Clemson, so maybe he could be used in that way as well. Next, a very interesting prospect in my opinion. It's Amon Ra St. Brown from USC. So six foot one, pretty good size, not elite size, but pretty good size. And he is just a polished player. You can tell that he mentally understands how to play the position. He's got great hand-eye coordination, great, great body control, great body coordination. Like I said, very polished in his route running. Uh, he's got great instincts. He understands where to sit down in coverage. He understands how he needs to beat his man in man coverage to create separation. He was incredibly productive during his time in college, and he's got great ball skills. He doesn't let balls get in on his chest. He uses his hands, high points the ball. I'm very interested in Amon Ross St. Brown. If the Titans could get him at pick number 85, I think that would be absolutely incredible. He's got some Juju Smith-Schuster to him, in my opinion, and he's not going to give you great athleticism with that in mind. He doesn't have elite athleticism, speed, change of direction, doesn't have elite size, he doesn't have a great vertical, he's not going to jump over top of guys, and he's probably just going to be a big slot wide receiver, not really somebody who has the speed to play on the outside consistently, but guys like that, all the, all the qualities I mentioned at the beginning, guys like that they just seem to have success at the NFL level, especially if you have a, an explosive guy and a dynamic guy like A.J. Brown who can take the coverage off of a guy like Amon Ra St. Brown. I think that's very interesting. His dad was Mr. Universe. Uh, his parents were both very accomplished uh, in their athletic careers. His older brother, Equinemius St. Brown, is in the NFL now. He's got a younger brother who's still in college. So it, it, just guys like that, I, the pedigree there, his mentality, his polish as a player. I just have a feeling that a guy like that will be successful and will be productive even if he's not a top tier wide receiver. But here in tier three, the Titans are looking at late second round, third round, end of the third round. This would be a great pick, in my opinion. Like I said, I wouldn't feel great about the wide receiver position with Amon Ross St. Brown added in, but I would feel comfortable going into, into the season because I think Darrington Evans can add some of the gadget, small player, speed elements, so the Titans don't necessarily have to target that with their wide receiver draft pick. Next, you have Tylen Wallace from Oklahoma State, 5'11". This guy is a route technician, fantastic route running, good play strength. He's not a guy who's scared of contact. He's got great great ball skills as well, very productive during his time in college, but 
He doesn't have great speed, doesn't have great size. He's not going to overwhelm you there. He's another guy who kind of wins on the technicalities of the position. And he had an ACL tear in his right knee in college. He had a knee sprain in 2020. Can that knee hold up at the NFL level at his size? That's something that would be interesting. I personally like the production, but with the injury history there, I would be concerned. I would only be looking at Tylen Wallace uh, if the Titans were to trade down with that third round pick, number 84. I probably wouldn't take Tylen Wallace any higher than pick number 100. Next, you have Nico Collins from Michigan, and this is the prototypical size-speed combination guy. Uh, Nico's six foot four, big, fast. He's got agile feet for a guy that size. He's good with his body positioning, you know, boxing people out, using that size and strength to, even if he doesn't create a bunch of separation, he can still catch the ball because he can kind of box out his defender. Now, speaking of that, he runs slow routes, doesn't give you any yards after the catchability, has low motor, doesn't seem like he's trying his hardest all the time, and did not have any production really in college. Now, a lot of that could be blamed on Michigan being terrible, their quarterbacks being terrible, but with his low motor, you have to think that maybe if he uh, had a little bit more effort consistently, maybe his production could have been better even considering the circumstances. So six foot four, big, fast, physical guy, but not really my flavor for a guy who doesn't give a lot of effort, isn't a fantastic blocker consistently, um, just not really my cup of tea personally. The next guy, Dwayne Eskridge. Uh, some people call him D. Eskridge, five foot eight out of Western Michigan. He's incredibly tough. Played cornerback, played both ways in 2019, and he plays wide receiver with the physicality of a defensive player. And he is a blazer, straight line speed, one of these incredibly gifted track speed level guys. Good body coordination. A guy his size, they usually do have good body coordination because their bodies are smaller. So he's got good speed, good coordination, great releases off the line of scrimmage, but he didn't see a ton of press. Now, he's primarily going to play in the slot because of how small he is. He's also an older wide receiver, so he may be fully developed, and maybe there's not a lot more that he can improve at. He's going to be close to 24 years old, and durability is a concern at that size. Can he hold up in the NFL? Now, even though he's super tough and he plays very physically, is that going to get him into positions to get hurt uh, more than they would otherwise? Is that physicality actually work against him? Who knows? Eskridge was very impressive at the Senior Bowl as well with his route running and one-on-ones. Uh, so some team is going to plug him right in day one as a slot wide receiver. Would it be the Titans? I don't really know if he's a fit, but if they're at pick 126, pick 100, and he's there, it could make some sense. The next guy is another guy like this, five foot eight, only under. 155 pounds. My gosh. But it's Tutu Atwell from Louisville. He was a high school quarterback. Just an electric athlete, elite athlete, change of direction, straight line speed, all that. He's really good at tracking deep balls as well, which is going to help him out running vertically out of the slot because he's probably going to be a slot-only wide receiver. He has literally no nuance to him at the wide receiver position. You can tell he was a quarterback for most of his life. Uh, he doesn't have great slot size, didn't go up against press coverage very often in college, so can he win against the strength of NFL cornerbacks at the line of scrimmage? That's something to be seen, and he's already at a disadvantage because he doesn't have a lot of feel to him, doesn't have
doesn't have a lot of nuance, doesn't really understand mentally the position, it seems like. He's just surviving off that elite athleticism, being a gadget player, a screen player in Louisville's offense. So if someone can take the time to get some bulk on his body and someone can take the time to teach him the finer points of being a receiver, you could have a really, really good player down the road. But will that fit with what the Titans want? I don't really see the fit there. But at pick 100, pick 126, maybe, maybe it does make some sense at that point to take the value as he has a tier three wide receiver. Heading into tier four, moving a little quickly as these guys are, are names that I would only be interested in at 126 or later. Some of them even later than that, 166. So these are the back end guys, but we're just going to dive into the people I could still see taken in that fourth round. First, we have Simo Fehoko, a uh, six foot three out of Stanford. He would be a big slot wide receiver, not really a guy who's going to play on the outside. He's got good physical raw tools. He's got good size at six three, good speed. He plays with incredible motor. He great, gives great effort out there. He's always trying his hardest. That's going to help him in blocking, but he did go on a mission trip during his time in college like a religious uh, charity uh, trip and he was gone for quite some time so he's older at 24 doesn't have any experience really at all doesn't run routes at all doesn't have great hands had a lot of drop problems in his limited experience so he's truly just a developmental prospect but at that size with that speed and that motor maybe he could develop into a great big physical slot wide receiver I think that's a little bit too much of a project for the Titans to dip their hand into when you have a guy like Anthony Ferkser the next guy Cade Johnson out of South Dakota State five foot ten very productive in college very productive guy was uh productive on gadget plays reverses jet sweeps screens things like that got great speed overall great acceleration. He's a polished player as well. You can tell that he understands the nuances of the position and mentally what he's trying to accomplish, but very small guy. Can he hold up in the NFL? And he just dominated the competition at South Dakota State. Didn't really have anybody who could play up to his level, so we haven't really seen him be challenged, but at five foot ten, he will probably be a day one plug-and-play slot wide receiver in the NFL if he can hold up because of all the other elements that he has. Shai Smith, Five foot nine out of South Carolina. Again, another guy who's going to be primarily a slot wide receiver. Good speed, good agility, and he's a great leaper, which helps him win at that size at five foot nine in contested catch situations. Because it's not really something he's great at. He doesn't play through contact well. If you get your hands on him, you're gonna you're gonna disrupt his speed. Doesn't have good strength. He's a smaller guy, not a great route runner because of the things I said about playing through contact and the strength issues, and not a lot of production there for him at South Carolina. So you're really just projecting what he could be. Next, you have Seth Williams, who's finally a bigger bodied guy at six foot three out of Auburn, will be an outside receiver. has got great vertical leap ability, so he can make highlight catches, does flash some yards after the catch ability, but when we talk about the technical aspects of the position, not great against releases, press coverage can jam him up and ruin his verticality, doesn't have a lot of quickness or a lot of wiggle with yards after the catch, not really a route technician in any way, doesn't have a very advanced route tree right now, so those are all things that he would need to improve, but again, he's a size, speed, uh, physical traits, 
kind of prospect that you might take a chance on. Next, you have Josh Palmer, a local guy from playing at University of Tennessee. He's six foot one. He's going to be an outside deep threat for you. Another guy with size, speed combination, but he's a pretty good route runner. Does have pretty good releases. He's a little raw, but there's a lot to work with there. He doesn't have elite wiggle. He doesn't have good agility necessarily. And he doesn't have great production, but that could be blamed on Tennessee's quarterbacks and system. Not a lot of polish there, so he shows flashes of being a good route runner because he's good with his releases at the line of scrimmage. So he understands the footwork necessary. Uh, He's got good physical traits, good speed. So when you consider all that, he's a guy who you could take in the fourth or fifth round and develop into possibly a third wide receiver. Next, you have Anthony Schwartz from Auburn, six foot tall. And it would just be a flyer on his speed. He's got Olympic track speed, some agility to go with that as an athlete, but zero feel, zero route running ability, basically just ran go routes, uh, no break tackle ability either. You can tell that he's just a track player or a a track runner playing football. That's really what he is out there, but if you can take him in the fifth round, then maybe you can develop some of those intricacies of the position and have yourself an elite speed weapon. I think about a guy like a Marquise Goodwin uh, would make sense to me, a less polished version, obviously. And then the last guy that I want to talk about here in this tier is Cornell Powell, and I would be okay with taking Cornell Powell with 126 or 166. 126 is a little high, but six foot tall, come out of Clemson, He's an older outside receiver. He had a lot of talent ahead of him at the wide wide receiver position at Clemson. So you can't really blame him for not getting on the field. But also, obviously, he's just a little bit better than average, if not just an average wide receiver because of that. He's very strong. He looked like a man amongst boys in college. But at his age, almost 24, he was a man amongst boys. Think he's a 24-year-old going against 19- and 20-year-olds. So obviously, he's going to look strong, run strong routes, very physical at the catch point, not going to be knocked off his spot. Good yards after catch ability because of that strength. Good ball skills. Again, the strength. He's a man. Uh, The problem is not a lot of play time. He sat behind other more talented guys, so that limits his ceiling. Again, I mentioned his age. He doesn't have great speed, and with all that help around you and having Trevor Lawrence at quarterback, it's not like the competition was incredible against him. So, Will, at that you know, limited athleticism and being basically the end of his rope in terms of development, will he be able to be more than average or more than a third or fourth wide receiver in the NFL? Going to be hard to tell, but I would take a chance on his effort and his play style and his mentality in the fifth or sixth round for the Titans. We are going to go into the third group, the final group of wide receivers, and it's all dart throws, all the guys that the Titans could take the very last round, maybe with their last sixth round pick, maybe 215, 232, 205. That's where this next group will be taken. Before we dive into that, though, do want to remind you guys about the best tasting protein mar in the galaxy, and that's Built Bar. Make sure that you go to BuiltBar.com today. Use promo code LOCKED15, and you'll get 15% off your next order. They have a ton of different options. They just crowned the cookies, uh, the cookies and cream chunk bar as the best tasting protein bar, best tasting built bar of them all. So go check out that flavor today. Once again, that's builtbar.com. Use promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off your next order.
Okay, Titans fans. So I hope that while you're enjoying this week-ending Locked on Titans podcast, you're also getting ready to go off into a safe and enjoyable spring weekend. But it is time to finish off this wide receiver class with tier number five. Anyone below tier number five or below, the Titans should be looking at with pick 215, pick 232, which is the last sixth round pick, the seventh round pick, maybe even as an undrafted free agent. But the name that we are going to start with here is... Tamorion Terry from Florida State. This is another big-bodied guy. He's six foot three. Going to be an outside receiver in the NFL. Very tall, very fast, and with that kind of size, has a really good catch radius. But for that size, doesn't play with a lot of strength. Obviously, doesn't have a ton of agility. Doesn't have good deceleration when he gets to his speed and he's trying to run his routes. He has a hard time slowing down and being quick out of his breaks. Uh, there's that issue. He's obviously not had a ton of production during his time at Florida State because they've really been struggling as a program. But somebody may take a chance on that seat, uh, that size speed combo late in the draft. Next, we have Trevon Grimes, six foot four out of Florida. Contested catches are his forte. He does have some savvy in his route running for a guy that tall, but with that size, he doesn't have a lot of speed, doesn't have a lot of acceleration, doesn't create a ton of separation in his routes um, just from having speed. He has to do everything with his physicality, with his savvy and that may be limited at the next level. But at that size, with some route savvy to him, someone may take a chance on him late in the draft. We also have Daz Newsome, who some people think is going to get drafted a lot higher, but five foot ten, also coming out of North Carolina. They have a lot of talented players, quite frankly. Very agile guy, great yards after the catch, so maybe that's why some peg him as an option for the Titans late in the draft. But he does have drops issues, doesn't have a lot of speed and doesn't have a lot of speed through contact. Either you get your hands on Newsom, you're really going to slow him down. Next, we have another guy who's very interesting in the late sixth round, and that's Frank Darby out of Arizona State. Six foot one. He's an athletic guy, can be a deep threat for you, get down the field and use his speed, but he doesn't have a lot of feel for the position, needs to really work on the fundamentals of playing wide receiver. Because of that, has drop issues, doesn't have a ton of focus out on the field, and not a lot of production there either. You'd really be projecting him and what he could be at the next level as an outside deep threat. Then you have Jalen Darden, who's five foot eight, North Texas. So the competition obviously is going to be an issue at five foot eight size is an issue, strength is an issue, but great quicks, a lot of burst, can get vertically as a yards after the catch threat. So you, we've been through a lot of these names. Five foot eight, five foot nine, small guys, good body control, good athleticism, good agility, good change of direction, doesn't have a lot of size, doesn't have a lot of strength. Are they going to be able to hold up against press coverage in the NFL? There's just a ton of guys and how athletic they are and how much burst they have is how much potential they have and how highly they'll be drafted. Jalen Darden is a guy who doesn't have quite the burst and quickness of some of the others on the list. But again, this late in the draft may take a chance on a pure slot guy. Sage Surratt, very interesting for me. He could go as early as the fourth round, quite honestly. Six foot three out of Wake Forest, doesn't have a lot of athleticism. Not very fast, not very agile. 
Um, he opted out of the 2020 season, but very physical guy. Going to win contested catches, runs good routes, plays with, like I said, good physicality throughout his entire game at the catch point through his. He's proven he could be very productive at the college level. Might get him drafted a little bit higher than some of these other names. Now we're looking at dart throws. Name number 30, name number 31, name number 32. If you like anybody that I did not mention today, I can't help you. They're going to be an undrafted free agent and they're going to go super late in the draft as well. But we have Josh and Matter Bebe. Woo! It matter, baby. Uh, six foot, out of Illinois, tons of speed, very acrobatic guy, good body control, but he's got drops issues. He doesn't run great routes. He doesn't get to zero to 60 very quickly. He's more of a build-up speed than an explosive speed. Has struggle uh, struggles with decelerating into his routes and his cuts, sinking his hips. He's a pure burner athlete. Build-up speed on the outside. Can make contested catches. Maybe you can develop him into a fourth wide receiver. The last guys, admittedly, these are going to be guys who are going to be free agents. I don't expect them to get drafted at all, but... As priority free agents, I would like to see the Titans maybe take a dart throw on them. Number one, Isaiah McCoy. And Isaiah McCoy came out of Kent State. Uh, he's a guy who's six foot three, six foot four, good athleticism, good speed, needs to work on, you know, all the nuances of the position. But I would like for the Titans to maybe give him a shot, as they did with Nick Westbrook Aquina last year, another big bodied guy who they can develop. Uh, and then Blake Prohl. Um, for me, just a guy who understands the position, not going to wow you with athleticism, not going to wow you with his speed, his agility, his change of direction, winning contested catches. None of the physical nature aspects of the position is he going to be top tier, but he just understands how to play wide receiver. Son of Ricky Prohl, so he's got that pedigree there, and I always trust guys who know how to be a professional athlete, so I would take a chance on Prohl as a priority free agent if the Titans don't necessarily get one of the names that I mentioned in tier two. So that's going to do it. That's 32 names at the wide receiver position, full skill set breakdowns, letting you know where they're going to play within the offense. I mean, what else could you ask for? And we are going to continue the NFL draft preview here on the Locked on Titans podcast throughout the next few weeks as we lead up to the actual first round of the NFL draft. Make sure that you follow the show on whatever platform you get your podcast. That's going to do it for me today, folks. Make sure that you follow me on Twitter at Tic Tac Titans. Make sure you follow the Facebook page at Locked on Titans Pods, uh, at Locked on Titans Pod. Don't forget to send in your mailbag questions at as a review on Apple iTunes or send it to me on Twitter once again at Tic Tac Titans. But that's going to do it for me today. As I said, as always, I am your host, Tyler Rowland, and this was Locked on Titans.